what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Welcome to the True Performance Show by Ziegler. Every positive pursuit in life, every progression of personal development, change is fueled by one thing, inspiration. It's the drive and the hunger that propels every good endeavor. Without it, we merely have a dream, but never actually move. With it, we can actually overcome insurmountable odds to achieve our desires, convictions, and calling. In this show, we come together to drill down into what really makes success tick and how we can apply it to our unique personal and work lives. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and right now we're going to inspire your true performance. Hi, everyone. This is Kevin Miller, and this is Ziggler's True Performance Show, episode 419, where Tom Ziggler and I bring you a repeat guest Mark Tim, he's the author of Raising Positive Kids with Zig Ziglar. And I'll be honest, when we do shows on personal success, any that headline with marriage or parenting, what will sometimes get a little less downloads and why? Well, we all say, and you'll hear Mark talk about this. We would all say he he did a study or a survey that marriage and parenting and relationships, family come first, that they are biggest priority. Often, uh, if after anything, it's after somebody's faith. But they often take a backseat to the urgent issues in our lives, like job, career, uh, business, money, illness. But in this show, folks, I'll tell you, we talk about that issue, and we just finished recording it literally minutes ago, and Mark Tim will inspire you greatly to want the benefits of a successful thriving family. He makes it so tangible. He cites so much of Zig Ziglar's leadership in this area and how we are, he is bringing it to you today in a, in his voice, but with the same principles. It's profound. Well, Mark's first show, if you didn't hear it before, it was January 21st of, uh, of this year, 2015, it's number 358. If you want to go hear it first, and it was titled be the CEO of your home. If you don't know, Mark, he's the president and CEO of a company he co-founded 15 years ago called cottage garden Inc. They are the number one supplier of musical gift products in North America. Uh, matter of fact, in 2009, Cottage Garden was named runner up as the national small business of the year. Now they have over 200 sales, uh, sales representatives in 10 countries and their products are found in tens of thousands of retailers worldwide. Now, Mark met Tom through the FFA, uh, Future Farmers of America, where he does a lot of work as well. But his premise in regards to families that you'll hear in that show, 358, and you'll hear some today, is taking the successful strategies at work where he had great success and a lot of us do, but then applying them to our family uh, it's intriguing and hopeful to, to listen to the premise and, and this concept and to see how it has worked out. And that is what he's bringing. And a lot, it's a lot of what he's bringing to us today through his platform with Ziegler family. 
but today his primary focus, matter of fact, he talks about it in the show that eight months ago, he did that first show with us. And that was a big catalyst that, and then an ensuing talk with Tom Ziegler of him divesting himself a little bit of some of his business initiatives and becoming CEO of Ziegler family. He's taken again, Zig's timeless, profound principles on family and bringing them into the modern world. So lately, if you haven't seen this, Mark has been doing Facebook live videos with his kids on the Ziegler uh, Facebook page where there's over 4 million fans, like 4 million, 200,000, something like that. And on some of the videos he's done with his kids, I've seen over 80,000 views and well over 1500 comments, which shows this is hitting a nerve. This is a hot topic and people are getting value from what Mark is bringing us. Uh, right now, if you sign up uh, at ZieglerFamily.com, okay, ZieglerFamily.com, you'll get a free ebook. It's the Raising Positive Kids uh, ebook. And we talked about it in the show. One of the highlights that he shows, a bullet point, is that the book will reveal one of the most significant stress factors for families today. So we talk about that. So there's a little preface on what we're about to dive into. And actually, let's just dive into it. Here is the interview with Mark Tim that Tom Ziegler and I just completed moments ago. Well, Mark, hey, we have not had a lot of people back on the show for a second time, but I think this is this is our second time, but uh, it will be far from the last now that you are officially part of the Ziegler family. Thanks for coming back on the show with us. Hey, Kevin, Tom, thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll tell you, a lot has happened since we last talked, and like you said, I'm now part of the uh, the extended Ziegler family. Couldn't be happier, and can't wait to share more of that. Well, and I want to talk about some of the some of the timeline of of the fruition here. But Tom, for you, I'm I'm curious as to your your, your perspective of how this has uh, manifested to where now Mark is heading up a specific and and vitally important area for. For Ziegler, for family. I mean, this is the essence here. Absolutely. We met, was it Mark, a little over a year ago? Yeah, just right out a year ago. Right out right a year ago. a year ago. Hit it off instantly. Uh, had a connection through FFA, which is an amazing organization. And uh, met Mark and discovered that he was creating a family program. It was his heart. And we were talking about that. And I thought, man, this is good stuff. And then he started telling me how it was, you know, a lot of it originated with some of dad's material, his speeches, his influence through the years, and then his own journey. After that, Mark came through our Ziegler Legacy Certification, uh, which is kind of our, our official adoption program that I like to tell everybody. Uh, but we had bigger plans in mind, both of us. At the end of that, we sat down and Mark laid out a vision, and I could just feel Dad kind of smiling down from heaven on this because, you know, Dad was so family-focused. He always talked about the home court advantage. He always – he wrote two books, Courtship After Marriage and Raising Positive Kids. He always tried to find a format or a vehicle to reach the family – and really in his life, I don't think it existed because of the technology and the peak of where he was. And so Mark brought this idea of a, of a concept called Ziegler Family where we take the best of everything we've had plus all the new technology and deliver it right in people's homes. 
Well, and, and so that's where it started. And Mark's been going crazy building it. He is the CEO of Ziegler Family. And we're just thrilled, thrilled to have you here, Mark, uh, again on the podcast. And I know this is coming up. I hope I didn't steal too much of your thunder, but I hope you can tell the excitement in my oh, voice. Oh, I'm going to ask. I'm going to I'm going to dig in and ask some of that from Mark's perspective on his journey and where this has led. But in the aspect of starting off with what's in it for me, for our listeners, I want to hit right there. There's I think when we talk about families and parenting and even marriage, it's the you know, it's the right thing to do. But as, as Zig was such a master of, he would also drill it down to, you know, our our tangible individual benefit, uh, you know, and he talked about those things as well. Um, he didn't discount money in, in some of those things that are near and dear to our hearts. And speaking of that, you know, before the show, we were talking about uh, your son, Mark, who is getting his pilot's license. I didn't know you had one and you shared that you have a, a twin engine plane or twin, uh, what is it? Twin prop? Uh, plane, yeah, engine plane that fits your your family, and that attests a bit to the business success that you've had. So I'm going to start right there. I mean, strong families. Anyone would say that they want that, of course, Mark. But most would also say they want you know 10% body fat, a toned body, great energy, mobility, feel great, uh, and we have the knowledge to do those things to achieve those things. We know it would be best for us, but most of us, by far and large, don't tend to invest in an area like that. It's not as urgent as getting to the job, getting to soccer practice, uh, going to the grocery, paying the bills. And when I look at that, I think it's because we don't understand the value. We're not conceiving of what the benefits actually would be. So I'm going to ask you that from the, from selfish humanity, uh, what's in it for me? What in that category, aside from it being the right thing to do, there are tangible selfish benefits to investing in having a strong, healthy family relationship. I, w- I want to ask you to talk about that. Yeah. Well, let me let me just say this. Uh, you know, I've <clears throat> I've definitely been blessed in my life. I've had a lot of business success, but I know last time we were on this show, I talked about how that I had lots of business success, but I wasn't feeling that success at home. Yeah. I was not translating that success in the workplace to success at home. In fact, uh, I I don't consider myself during that period that where I was really experiencing some some great business success that I was having really any degree of success at home. And all it did was just drive me to do more away from my family instead of with my family. But there came a point where just a tipping point where I realized and a light bulb went on and I won't share a lot of that because they can go back to that first show and hear it, but it's relevant to your question here where all of a sudden I started investing similar kind of talent that I that made me successful in business to home. I started applying the things I already knew that I was already good at and I started applying them at home and I started seeing some results like I couldn't even imagine that I would see just from that intentional focus at home. And that's when I said, wait a minute here. I was put on this earth not to see how successful I could be at business, but I was put on this earth to be the CEO of the most valuable business in the world, which was my family. And that's what really started me on this family journey. And so, you know, so when you say what's the tangible benefit to listeners, it's that if you're experiencing success anywhere in life, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a darn good coach for baseball or soccer, if you're a success there, You've got what it takes to be a success at home. If you're a success in business like I was, you've got what it takes to be a success at home. The question is, are we going to take what we're naturally gifted and good at and apply them where it matters most at home? And so, you know, the the selfish side of what's in it for me 
is the question of why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we want to see all of that? What instead of you know seeing our coach team win the championship? Wouldn't it be amazing for our family to win the championship of relationships and communication and and you know and just the healthiness that comes from a healthy family and and the real benefit? Okay, here's the real benefit. Here's the take it home, you know, and and remember this, and that is that. All these other successes, Kevin, I'm talking about are temporary. They're temporary. They're short-term. They're one quarter. They're one month. They're one bonus check. They're one game. They're one win. But the kind of success we want to see families have, we want to see families win consistently because that kind of winning is not just during your kid's generation, but you're setting your family up to win for many generations through something called legacy. And so, you know, so when we think of winning at home, it's not a game, okay? It's not a a day. It's not a month. We're talking about being a family that wins for the rest of the time they're in your home and setting your children up to be amazing parents, amazing friends, and having amazing families so that the legacy of your family lives on for generations to come. So I, I know I just went for it right off that question, but I couldn't help it because, you know, we just don't look at, you know, the bottom line of families is eternity. You know, the bottom line of families is generational, but the bottom line of business is Today, tomorrow, next quarter, um, the bottom line of, of other things is short term, but families, man, it's it's long term. It's if not indefinite. Well, and on that aspect of, you know, what does it gain us to, to win the world and lose our soul? That's what I think of, you know, with this. But back to your so here you were again, you've been really successful in business. I'm going to bet that home life was not bad. It was good. It. Com, com, you know, comparison wise to, to most people, they, they would say, that's, it's good. I mean, were you near divorce? Did you have kids on, on drugs in the gutter? I mean, was it okay? And where was the, what, what, where was the feeling that would spark you to now today? This is your primary devotion. That's this is, uh, you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, is that when we met, you know, when Tom and I met, you know, I was, I was running multiple businesses, uh, one of which, uh, you know, a multi-million dollar business that I started. And so here we are a year later, and I've divested in some of those ventures. And, you know, just to be able to put all of my energy into, you know, Ziegler family. And really, it boils down to, you know, my commitment to even my own family. And no, Kevin, I, by, by outside standards, my family wasn't, you know, completely falling apart. And I, and I didn't have, you know, everything wasn't just in shambles. But without a doubt, my kids were not even close to reaching their full potential. My relationship with my wife wasn't even close to reaching its full potential. And what I realized is, is that my family was just surviving. We were just surviving. We were happy to survive the day. We ate dinner. Maybe, you know, we, we whatever and however we ate dinner, we went to bed. Nobody was kicked out of school that day and nobody was, you know, I mean, you know, we checked a lot of boxes that were fairly insignificant and we were in survival mode and we, we blamed it on being too busy. We blamed it on all kinds of outside influences, but we certainly weren't taking responsibility for our family being intentional about what it meant to be a family and for us to reach our full potential. And I'm telling you, it didn't happen over night you know mr ziggler told the story of the chinese bamboo tree where they water it and fertilize it and water it and fertilize it and water it and fertilize it 
I've got an 18-year-old son, the one you're talking about, that's going to get his pilot's license. He just spent five months in China learning Mandarin. I'm not saying this to to embarrass him at all, but there was a time where we prayed that he would actually graduate from high school. Okay, he didn't make. I mean, A's were not something we even talked about. B's were a rarity. I mean, he was just passing. We even got a parent-teacher conference when he was in, you know, his younger grades that said you should consider putting him in a special school um, where he could get the time and attention he needed. And so, you know, it wasn't until we got intentional, and specifically me got intentional about investing in his life and asking my father to get involved in his life. And really drilling into the the potential, the 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 oil well that was down inside of him that just needed released. And so now we're talking about a boy that fast forward is 18 years old. He got on the honor roll his freshman year of high school. He was uh, for the first time. He was on the honor roll the entire sophomore year. He got straight A's his junior year and came home and said, "Dad, I'll never get another B again." And then this boy said he wanted to go to China by himself to learn Mandarin. Um, He came back from there proficient in Mandarin as well as Kung Fu. And he went on to become, you know, he raised his hand. He was one of the youngest people ever, you know, to go through the Ziegler Legacy Certified Training. He was in the first class of the um, Generation Z. And so this same boy that we would have prayed to to just graduate from high school is going to change the world. And it was all there. It was all there. We just had to water it and fertilize it and water it and fertilize it. And people who don't know us, they literally are like, man, Marcus changed overnight. It just he went to China and he came back and he's this amazing young man. The reality is he was always an amazing young man. He was always this awesome. He just needed parents to be intentional and invest into his life and cultivate and water and fertilize it so in his fifth year – he could grow 80 feet, and that's exactly what happened to this young man, and that, Kevin and Tom, is our job, and I wasn't doing that. I was not doing that, and now I am, and you know, thankfully, I don't think it's too late. Even though I've got older teenagers and younger teenagers, it's not too late. Even though we started, you know, we haven't been doing this for our whole parenting life, but it's not too late, and that's a message I want to make sure everybody hears. You've got a 16, 17-year-old. They're still in your home. Do not say, it's too late. I've already messed up. It is not too late. You can make a difference. You can move the needle, but it requires really being intentional about it. Well, so let me ask on that because there's a lot of people listening right now, a lot of guys, a lot of ladies who are hearing that, and they're probably hanging their heads in some shame. I feel like, oh my gosh, I know, I know, I know. How do I do it? I'm burning the candle at both ends. It's all I can do to put food on the table. Uh, and, and so we've just, we've just risen shame and a lot of people speak to that. Cause I know you understand yeah. it. Okay. Oh, I, I not only understand it, I wore it. I carried it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I have to just be so real right now and tell you there were so many times that I pulled into my driveway and stopped and didn't go on to my house because I had to gather myself because I just came from some very successful event, very successful trip, and I knew that the person I felt was not the person I was going to be when I walked through those doors. Mm. 
And it was because I wasn't proud of what was happening inside my home. I wasn't proud of the difference I was making inside of my home. I felt guilt. I felt shame. And, you know, and it hurt and it didn't make it any better. You know, it just made me want to hide or go watch TV or be busy with something. And and so that I could be excused from doing my real job, which was to be intentional with my kids. And so, but I got to tell you, you know, the Mr. Ziegler, you know, he used to say, how do you get to step two? Uh, it's by taking step number one. And so the only way it started to change with me is I started taking step number one. And step number one for me was sitting down in front of my kids, eye to eye, nose to nose, and apologizing for them, to them for not being the father that I committed to be when I brought them into this world. And then I did what turned out to be probably the most important decision I've made as a parent. I flipped it around and I asked them to hold me accountable. And I told them what kind of father I wanted to be for them. And if they didn't see me being that guy, if they saw me taking my phone with me when I put them to bed at night and tuck them in to call me out on it, so I would go out and put my phone down. Or if they said, Dad, I need to talk to you, and I blew them off because I was too busy to hold me accountable because that's the dad I wanted to be. And, and I know that may sound like a cop-out that I had to use them for accountability. No, it was the strongest thing I could have done because they did hold me accountable, and I was embarrassed when they would call me out on it, but they saw how I responded, and I led by example, and it made it so much easier when it was my turn to hold them accountable because they saw me emulate what accountability looked like. That, that is so good, and, and, and Mark, I think your experience is the majority. Uh, even when we look at Dad, his father died when he was five. So he didn't have the the dad role model. He had older men in his life who mentored him, but he literally had to make a decision later in his life, you know what, I'm going to be the best father and the best husband I'm going to be. And so it was a conscious choice that he did. And so people who are uh, concerned about is it too late or do I have what it takes, really step one is making that choice and taking action on it. And if you're older, maybe you've got grandkids or your kids are moved out of the home. The impact that you can have rekindling the relationship with your kids and then saying, hey, let's figure out how to raise the greatest generation ever. Here's, you know, what can we do for these grandkids? Because now you can literally have a generational impact and maybe have a bigger impact on your own kids if you're that age than you could imagine because they're struggling with the same things that you struggled with. And it's not like anybody sets out to do it wrong. It's just that we don't know how to do it right. Before I ask Mark about a remark he just made, I want to thank a sponsor of today's show, Concordia University of Wisconsin. Employers constantly lamenting a lack of soft skills in their workforce. This includes communication, self-awareness, and emotional intelligence, much of the focus of Ziegler's True Performance Show. So how about getting a college degree that puts a high value on these skills? Concordia University, Wisconsin has a new organizational leadership and administration master's degree. This degree is a unique alternative to an MBA that focuses on people, culture, and those invaluable soft skills needed to effectively lead. It can be completed 100% online. It can be completed in just one year, and it's designed for busy professionals. 
Every student gets a dedicated success advisor that helps you keep your life in balance while you study. Best of all, your lessons will be rooted in Christian ethics and biblical principles. So go to onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash Ziggler to learn more. And if you decide to apply, enter the coupon code Ziggler and Concordia University, Wisconsin will waive your application fee. That URL again onlineinfo.cuw.edu slash Ziegler. What you said in there uh, just a moment ago, you apologize to your kids for not being the father you wanted to be. So my question for myself and all who are listening, is that a launching point exercise to sit down and craft out what is the type of parent I want to be or wish I had? Either of those? Oh, just no question. You, you, you know, I, I want to challenge everybody to go through that exercise because, you know, before I could sit down and really take responsibility for my actions, I had to do some self inventory and I had to decide what kind of father did I want to be? What kind of husband did I want to be? And what kind of family do I want to lead? And I did take the time. I happened to be married to my wife, Anne. We're actually a blended family. We brought two families together. And so we're the modern day Brady Bunch, three boys and three girls. Um, in our house right now, there are six teenagers that range from 13 to 18. And so, you know, to say it was easy when we did this family merger, it wasn't. But I took the time to sit down with her and I actually explained what I wanted to do with her. I had her on board with me before I launched into this whole process. I asked her to trust me and I took the time to explain it. So I wasn't a maverick just kind of going on my own. Now, I mean, if I had been a single dad or a single mom, you know, you, 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 I probably would have asked my parents to, I would have ran it by somebody that's, that's involved in my family's life so that there was some additional accountability outside of my kids. But once I got some clarity around who I wanted to be and the kind of dad I wanted to be and the kind of family I wanted to be, that's when I was ready to sit down with the kids because you do need to be able to articulate that. If you just sat down and say, I'm sorry, I haven't been there, that's okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, and it certainly you know, is something that I sh- I'm sure the kids would appreciate hearing, but it's the next step that says, I'm sorry I wasn't there, and this is the commitment that I'm going to make. This is the commitment I'm going to make to you and the commitment I'm going to make to my family. And let me tell you something. You know, private commitments are one thing. Public commitments are another. And so I not only made individual commitments to my kids, but I did it openly in front of all of them. And, man, you want to hold yourself accountable, you know, start by talking to the guy in the mirror and making sure you're in check with that dude. But then go to your kids and then go openly to your family. And if you want to take it a step further, you can involve your parents or other people who influence. But I promise you, the wider you expand that ring of accountability – and we did ultimately bring our parents, my parents and Ann's parents, in and invited them into our family when we were communicating the kind of family we wanted to be. But we were ready at that point to do that. It didn't happen right away, but we expanded the ring of accountability because we want to be that family and we want help to be that family. And remember, I asked my dad for help with Marcus. 
I don't want to take all the credit for what happened with Marcus. My dad picked him up on weekends and poured into his life and did stuff that he was interested in and took advantage of those moments to teach him and pass on some family legacy and wisdom. And so, you know, I was brave enough and had enough courage to ask for help along the way. And that's some a message I want to give to people is you may not have all the answers, you know, you and that's you know, I'm gonna segue that to say this is one of the reasons why Ziegler family exists. You know, this is one of the reasons why I walked away from so many things that I was doing because when I saw the result in my family, when I saw what was happening with my kids, I said to myself, other families need this. There's other people like us that need this. And so that's what we're setting out to do at Ziegler Family is we want to make an impact on the world and we're willing to do it one family at a time. And we're going to use time-tested, proven wisdom from Mr. Zig Ziegler layered in with today's family to make a difference in families. And so that's what pulled me away. And that's why I know at this stage of my life, this is what I'm supposed to do. I am supposed to be the CEO of Ziegler Family to help other families that were just like me five years ago to be on the path that my family's on today. And man, Kevin and Tom, my family is not perfect. We still have struggles. We still have challenges. You can't have a house full of six teenagers and not have struggles and challenges. Every day is, you know, is a is a wild ride sometimes. But we're so much more intentional that these challenges don't take us out at the knees anymore. You know, they they become an opportunity to grow instead of, you know, heading down the path of survival. And so so that's the difference. And it makes me, you bring up so much. I mean, I've in our own quest as individuals to succeed, and I don't ever want to divest myself of that pursuit, but knowing my wife and I, as we had kids started thinking about it, are, are, is the focus just our success or what if I'm raising the next Zig Ziglar or Billy Graham, which is a better success, me becoming that, or I think that's a, actually, I think I'd be more proud the other side of it, but we can go after both. But you, you know, talking again about personal inventory, you talked about Steve Smith in a recent show we did, it was show, uh, Ziglar show 414. And he talked about that and said, what is it like about asking his family member, what's, what's it like to be my spouse? What's it like to be my child? Am I attentive? Am I compassionate? Am I involved? Am I gracious? And I'm thinking about this and I feel like I'm, I'm intimate with my kids, but, um, you're motivating me here, Mark, to ask that and, uh, and to get real feedback. Okay. I, I want to get in though to Ziegler family. I do have one more thing I want to pull out. I went on to the Ziegler family, private Facebook page that you host. A lot of people in there, a lot of activity. You had a discussion asking people how much time they thought the, act, the average family actually spent together on a daily basis. I think you had a little graph of you know 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, two, whatever. And I saw some of those responses and you came back and then, of course, divulged that the average family spends daily 36 minutes together. And it just, again, caused me a, a little pause. I mean, I go home, we do eat together and we talk there and then afterwards people are doing, but individual time or intentional time, um, it was convicting and and it made me kind of think, what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Why are we having kids? Is it like going to the puppy store and, and, uh, you know, fall in love with a puppy and then you got to take care of it. And the, the, uh, the, uh, glitter is gone. And I, I do, do you find people in that as they're looking at this, stepping back and going, what, did I ever have any intentionality? What did I go in this for? What have I gotten myself into? 
Yeah, without a doubt. I uh, th- that that was a p- compelling little survey that we that we divulged there. But let me give you another one. Yeah, we've done a survey of over three thousand families, and ninety eight point five percent of the respondents say that their family is the number one thing in their life next to their faith. Number one. I mean, it is at the very top next to their faith. Their family is number one. But guess what? Single digits if not in the low single digits of any of those people that responded have ever set a written goal for their family. Mm. And of those people, less than 1% have a written purpose statement of what their family's about. But this is the number one thing in their life. There's nothing outside of their faith. 98.5% of people say, this is my most important thing, but yet I don't have any goals you know, it reminds me of the, the story Mr. Ziggler used to tell about the archer, the best archer in the world, you know, and how he could beat him on any day if he blindfolded him and spun him around a few times. Well, the reality is, is that that's exactly where our families are at today. They're blindfolded and spun around a few times, society and social media and television and, and just the the grind of, of, of daily life has spun them around, blindfolded them. And so they're just firing and hitting nothing and it gets exhausting. And so therefore, you know, they're just resigned to just survive, just get through it. You just said your family eats dinner at night and you just separated yourself from, you know, 80% of the people, you know, out there that they, you know, I, my, we went to a restaurant the other day and I asked my kids, I said, look around the restaurant. Can you find any family that's not on their phones? They couldn't find a single family that wasn't on their phones at a restaurant. In fact, there was a dad there with three kids that was so talented. He was watching his phone while dipping fries and eating them without even looking at the fries or the ketchup. And so, and he had three kids right there, but those three kids were on their phone too. And so technology is amazing. I mean, there are things happening with technology today that I can't even fathom that we're, that where we're at, but it's also become this amazing interference with the family dynamics. And that's because we pretend that we're together. Even that 36 minutes you know, is that even technology free? And so right now families will say, oh, we eat together. But if you stop and say, is the TV on? Oh, yeah, well, the TV's on. Are, do you have your phones at the table? Yeah, we have our phones at the table. So I'm talking about eating together with no TV, no telephones, actually having face-to-face conversations. You know, that's one of the rarest things that we have. And that's, again, where we asked our kids to hold us accountable. We, we put our technology on the table. We stack it up. And I say the first one that looks at their phone has to pay the bill. And so, you know, so the reality is, is that obviously I'm the first one that usually grabs it because I'm going to pay it. And so, but everybody has that life laugh and that accountability. But the the truth is, is that we, you know, we go into this whole parenting thing. In most cases, we decided to become parents on purpose. I mean, I'm not saying in every case, but in most cases, we went into it on purpose. But somewhere along the way, we lost our purpose. We forgot that this was an intentional decision we made. And so, you know, when you lose your way, you lose your why. And when you lose your why, sometimes you lose your way. And it's just it's it's just like you said, it's getting back into the mindset of we did this on purpose. We made a, a conscious decision. So what are we going to do about it? What investment are we going to make about it? And realizing, like Andy Andrews says, we're not here to raise good kids. 
we're here to raise good young adults. And that's different. That's way different than just raising good kids. And the definition of good kids is my kids don't get in trouble. You know, they, they get good grades. So I have good kids. But are they going to be good adults? Do they know how to work hard? Do they have responsibility? Do they have good character? Are they going to be good dads? Are they going to be good husbands? Are they going to be good friends? That's the job that we have as parents. And we went into this on purpose. We need to parent on purpose. Man, I, I love that. It, it Maybe that last statement that you said, it made me think, are my kids going to contribute? Are they going to be givers as opposed to takers? I had family church with my four little ones recently, and our main focus was, of course, do unto others. But we took it into uh, Zig Ziglar's quote of, if you want to uh, have everything life has to offer, help enough other people get what they want. What does that look like at school and such? Well, so I can, I, I see your passion. I hear it. I love it. And so you, you shared with me, you said you know, the eight months ago is when we did our first show with you. And at that point that your, your platform was your most valuable business is your family. And since then, and you said, as a result of that show, you've joined the Ziegler family and you are now CEO of Ziegler family. So folks, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, or I did in the intro, but ZieglerFamily.com. That is uh, Mark Tim's place. That's, that's his business there. And raising positive kids is a book. You'll see it on there, a free ebook from Mark and Zig Ziglar. So again, ZieglarFamily.com, go get that thing uh, right away. But that's a big deal. I mean, again, yeah, as you talked about multi-million dollar business, other businesses, and you had such, you were so impacted by this that now you are, you've divested yourself of some of the involvement in those business and you have jumped in with both feet for Ziegler family. That's, that's significant, Mark. Before Mark responds, I want to thank another sponsor of today's show, Qualaroo. Qualaroo, they give you the power to engage with your customers in real time, collect valuable insights, and increase your conversion. Getting eyes on your website, product, or service are only as good as action taken, an ultimate conversion. There's a wall between you and your users, and few businesses work to break down that barrier, but you can. With Qualaroo real-time surveys, you can ask your customers for feedback at the ideal moment. They know what they want from your product, what's broken, and why they're leaving your site. You just need to ask. Qualaroo integrates with dozens of tools you use every day like Salesforce, Optimizely, and Tableau. So you can power up your growth with valuable insights. The teams at companies like Uber, eBay, Spotify, Zillow, and many more rely on Qualaroo to understand their audience. With class-leading targeting and segmentation ability, it's easy to ask the right users the right questions at the right time. Join the industry leaders and take the guesswork out of your strategy. Visit Qualaroo.com and you'll get your first two weeks of service free when you sign up. No commitment. Cancel any time. Again, that's Qualaroo.com. Q-U-A-L-A-R-O-O dot com. Well, I, I got to tell you that, uh, you know, there's, um, I think it's, I think they've said before that, uh, you know, in the Hebrew language, there's no word for coincidence. And, you know, and the bottom line is, is that this actually happened. My role at Ziegler Family happened 30 years ago. The very first motivational speaker I ever heard at the age of 15 was Mr. Zig Ziglar on stage at the National FFA Convention. And he planted seeds in my life during that speech. It felt like he was only speaking to me and there was 15,000 other people there. And he planted seeds in my life 
that took root. And I got his cassette tapes. I got his books. I started listening to his material. And five years later, I come back to that same convention. Guess who the keynote speaker is there? Mr. Zig Ziglar. And he's on stage again. And this time, it's just me and him. I, I can't even see anybody else in, this, in the whole stadium because he is talking to me at that point in time. And he's talking about goals. And it so happened that I ended up getting the senior leadership position in that organization, became the national president. And that same man invited me down to Dallas, Texas to be a guest at Born to Win um, in 1991. And I went down there. I had the din- I did the pleasure and honor of having dinner with uh, with Mr. Ziegler and Tom's mom, the redhead. And at that point, you know, it just it clicked, and I I couldn't get enough of it. And I realized that so much of the business success that I've had today had to do with that influence and what Mr. Ziegler did in my life. But here's the deal. When I turned around and started applying my business success to home, guess what, guys? I was applying that same wisdom, that same time-tested, proven wisdom of Mr. Ziegler that I used to be very blessed in business. I started using it to be very blessed at home. And so then, 30 years later, Tom and I meet, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm trying to do some stuff on the side for families. And I'll be honest with you, you know, Tom sitting in his office one day says, you know, brother, you need to be doing this full time. And you need to take this and run with it because this is your calling. This is what you're supposed to do. And, you know, the reality is, is that I'd already been doing it in other areas. It's just the same thing. I started applying it to my family and I realized that it it, it started 30 years ago. The seeds of being where I am today started 30 years ago. And there's no question that right now. In this day and age, in 2016, that I'm exactly where I was supposed to be, and it, it began 30 years ago with Mr. Ziegler on stage, and it is such an honor for me to take all of this and take it to families all over the world and hopefully make an impact the way Mr. Ziegler made an impact in my life. So this is not just me hitching my, um, you know, hitching on to a train of Mr. Ziegler. This is because this man made a huge difference in my life, and now I get to go out and make a difference in families the way the difference has been made for me and carry on this legacy. And I truly believe that's exactly what's happening here is the legacy continues through families. You know, I'm smiling while you're talking, Mark, because, uh, you know, Kevin mentioned the quote earlier, you can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And this is one of Dad's dreams, was to impact not just the families that he had the pleasure of being in front of face-to-face, but literally families all over the world. And so this is a fruit. I mean, this is, uh, uh, we say that... uh, success is the fruit of good habits. And this is the fruit of that because dad planted these seeds and people have taken these seeds. And now with the new things that you're developing and coming out with, we can multiply these seeds. And and the point of Ziegler family to me is, is, you know, is not to answer a problem that somebody's having at that specific moment as much as it is to create an environment, a way of life, a way of thinking that solves that problem but is passed along generationally so that they carry it on to their kids and they carry it on to their kids. It becomes the new way of doing things, the way that we were hardwired to do it in the first place. But as we know, the world gets in the way and things happen and priorities get out of a line. So 
boy, I just I just see that quote from Dad, and I, and I see this all coming together, and I just I I, I see this uh, this momentum building. Uh, with this and it's excited because i get to see it on the front end i get to see the new things that you're doing and boy we still got a few more months to go before the whole thing kind of gets rolled out so i'm not going to let anything out but you know this this is this is as good as it gets i mean if you were ever if you were to sit down in your life when you're you know let's just say you're 30 years old and you are 20 years old and you sit down in your life and you're going to say what can i do 30 years from now that could change everything. I, I don't know how uh, dad could have envisioned this, but that's the way I feel. Well, you guys in talking about this, actually uh, Mark, it was something that you mentioned. You said uh, working so closely with Tom, you've learned a lot about how important the family message was to his dad, to Zig. And in, and in some ways there was some unfinished business to be tended to, uh, on behalf of his own legacy. And I want to know more about that. Zig left unfinished business. Talk, talk about your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, the, the fact is that he wrote courtship after marriage, raising positive kids in a negative world. Uh, you know, let's, let's be honest in the eighties. And, you know, the fact is, is that the more I get to know him, the more I understand how passionate of a family man he was. And he, you know, he went down this path and he definitely made a difference in families. But if we can be honest, in the later years of his life, business and enterprise couldn't get enough of him. I mean, he he never had to ask for a single engagement, and the fees were you know were at the top of of the entire industry. And so the the reality is, Tom actually shared this with me one time. He said his dad came home, you know, from a big speech, and he asked him how it went, and and he said, you know, he said it went great, but he looked at his son and said, "Man, son, wouldn't it be amazing if that entire stadium?" had been filled with families. Wouldn't it have been incredible if all of them had been families, you know? And so, you know, so Tom shared some of those stories with me and, and I got to know Julie and Cindy and Tom, and I realized just how important family was to him. And so, you know, and I think, you know, Tom said it earlier and, and it begs repeating, you know, if, if, if the technology had existed today, because let's be candid about why it was difficult in the peak of Mr. Ziegler's life Asking a family to give up a weekend and spend $500 and go to a weekend seminar and get babysitters and find people to watch the kids and pay for this and carve out the time, you know, it was difficult. And we're using modern technology to deliver his message today, the same message he was giving at these major events. We're going to be delivering it to families in their home on the devices that they use in the comfort of their schedule and their timing so that they can work around their kids and around their family and around their work schedule. And we're going to deliver it in such a way that fits their family and at a budget that works for their family. And so that they don't have to walk away from their family to go, you know, make this investment. It can happen right where the, the, the front line is at, which is, you know, is where it's at. And it reminds me of what Tom said, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, when he empowered, me and challenged me and said, you go do this. I looked at him and said, hey, I'm, I'm so honored to do this, but I, I said, well, you know, is it going to be okay with you and your sisters for me to go out there and lead Ziegler family? And he looked at me and he said, Mark, he said, some of us now have grandkids. Our kids are older. My daughter is, is off in college. You're in the trenches. 
you are at the front line of the battle, brother. And so you need to get out there and, and I want you to be the one carrying this because you're in the trenches. And, you know, he just he doesn't realize it. But so many of those things that he said just poured massive fuel into my tank, you know, to to go be and do what I'm supposed to do so that families can have everything that God intended them to have. So thank you, Tom, for believing in me. Thank you, Tom, for, you know, empowering me to to do and carry out um, this legacy on behalf of your family. Absolutely. It's uh, it's it's been a blessing, this journey that's unfolding before us uh, to, to see the things that are going on and to know uh, that. You know, one of my favorite devotionals is Oswald Chambers, and he has this great quote, and, and it says this, uh, the, the waters of a river never know the source from which they came. And so, you know, we're seeing this impact all across the country, and now it's going to be, in, not just generationally, because it already is generationally, but it's going to be intentionally generationally. And, you know, one of Dad's quotes on, intentionality is this if if you if you aim at nothing you'll hit it every time and so what we're aiming at is a program a process a tool something that a family can latch on to mom and dad can get ingrained in that is their companion it's going to help them uh guide through the tough decisions how to how to do the preventative stuff i mean I don't know about you, but, you know, I hate sending in the ambulance in a family crisis. I, I would rather <laughs> I would rather avoid the whole situation to begin with. And the reason that these crises happen is because most people don't know what it is they're doing that's setting the crisis up. And so one of my things, one of the things that I live by is, is uh, the fastest way to success is to replace a bad habit with a good habit. And so one of the things I'm excited about is the good family habits – they're going to be second nature after a generation. You know, it's nothing that you can leave alone. You can't leave it unattended. We know that for sure. I mean, that's one of the habits, but this is going to be powerful. So I'm excited that you. every time we get together, we just fire each other up. So, Hey, likewise. Hey, I, I want to ask a question um, for, for both of you, really. But, but Mark, you know, as you look at Ziegler family, as you look at the audience, so you're a business guy, you understand you can't be all things to all people. And if you have a product that you say, oh my gosh, it's, it's needed and, and relevant for everyone, your marketing is going to stink because it's not going to speak to any, anybody specific. So on that note, who is this for? Who is Ziegler family for? Where is your heart for? Is it for Awakening people, inspiring them to the value, the necessity, the wealth, the the uh, uh, responsibility of investing in family, or is it taking those who may have that desire there already, but you want to further equip them to do what they'd like to do, but maybe don't know how? Yeah, I think uh, the best way I can describe that is is that uh, number one, um, selfishly, I want to reach people and I want to reach families that were right where I was five years ago, and I'm going to call that survivors. Mm. I want to reach families that are surviving, families that look at their life and say, I'm not drowning because what surviving looks like is you're treading water, you can feel your fingers, feel your toes, you can breathe, but you're really just being carried by the current. Okay, you're just being carried wherever the societal current goes. You're surviving, like you said. You know, 
your kids aren't in jail. Um, you know, they're, you, you look around you and you, you feel like there's some elements of your life that you consider yourself blessed, but you're surviving. And I want to reach those families and I want to be able to help those families go from survival to stability and stability to success and ultimately become a family that wins, which becomes a family of significance who can pass along this way of thinking to many generations. Then the second family I want to reach are those families that have just settled. That that life is maybe, you know, they'd say if you asked them, how's life? They'd say, oh, it's good. But they're settling. They're just they're settling because life isn't as bad as the next neighbor. You know, it doesn't when they look down the street, they say to themselves, we don't have it too bad. They're settling. Well, that family right there, that would be the same as me parenting Marcus to just graduate from high school. And instead, I chose to get intentional about him, and now he's going to go on to change the world in his own way because somebody cared enough to deep, dig deep inside of him, water and fertilize so that he could take off. And those families that are out there saying, hey, life's okay. I'm, I got nothing to complain about. Nothing really bad or wrong is happening. They're settling, and I want to really reach those families, and I want to help them say, man, Take where you're at, be blessed, but, man, dive in and be intentional so you can become so much more of what you want to become. And then finally, there are families out there that need some hope. And I want to reach those families that may feel hopeless. We get a lot of people that reach out to us on ZieglerFamily.com. Once they go on and get their free gift and sign up, and then we get some nice emails back. And a lot of those emails are from families that just don't see any hope. And so, and I do want to reach those families so that they can see that there is hope for their family. Now, in some of those cases, Kevin, getting to stability or getting to survival mode first may be the first step for them. Okay, and but once they get on that road, once they take step one and they find step two, it doesn't mean that stability and success is out of reach for them. But we do want to be a resource that can help people realize that there is hope that they can get started today. So I know I, I kind of cast a fairly wide web, but I'll, I'll summarize all of this by saying this without any apology, we are looking for families that fit really two criteria. Number one, they believe that their family can be more than it is today, can do more than it's doing today, and they want to have more than they have today as a family. I'm not talking about monetary stuff here. I'm talking about the quality of their relationships, the the, the character of their kids. They, they fit that criteria. So I'm not, I'm not apologizing for focusing on families that want that. So regardless of your income level, regardless of where you live, regardless of the country you're in, if you believe that your family can be more than it is, do more than it has, and have more than it currently has, then this is without a doubt for you. The second thing is, and we're not apologizing for this either, we want to find families that want to help other families move the needle. We not only want to move the needle in families, but that's why we have the closed Facebook group. That's not just so people can go there and, and pick off the Ziegler tree and eat the fruit. Those people are there to give back. They're there to not only take a bite out of the Ziegler family apple, but they're there to bring their own orange to the table. And so we're looking for families who have a be, do, have, you know, need, want, and desire. But we're looking for families who also want to help other families because we realize, I realize, this is so much bigger than me. It is bigger than Tom. 
quite frankly, it's bigger than Mr. Ziegler. There, there are things happening to families. Families are under attack, you know, and in ways we can't even imagine. And, and on social media, it looks like everybody's perfect. But the reality is we're not perfect. We do need help, and we need to get on this movement together. And so those are really the two criteria that we're looking for for people to get involved in Ziegler family is – they have a be, do, have mentality for their own family, and they have a, an outward focus that says, I'm going to make a difference in other families. And if you are listening to this and you fit that criteria, one of those two criteria or both, you need to go to ZieglerFamily.com, sign up, get involved, because what is coming down the pike is going to be game-changing for families all over the world, and you're not going to want to miss it. And I know you've got a little bit under wraps, but I'm going to ask you a little bit about what's going on with, with Ziegler family now and, and a little a little hint to what is coming up for people. And I want to end with that. But I did want to pull out, speaking of ZieglerFamily.com, folks, if you go there, you can get the free ebook, Raising Positive Kids by Mark Tim and Zig Ziegler. Uh, and the book starts off, actually right there on the page, you list a few of the highlights. Hey, this book reveals, uh, number one, the one thing you can do today to change the trajectory of your family legacy. Uh, the second thing you had down there, and it's one I wanted to ask about, one of the most, you said it'll reveal one of the most significant stress factors for families today. I want to ask for a gift, a takeaway for folks and myself. What is it? Uh, well, uh, I, I actually don't have the ebook right in front of me right now, but uh, the reality is, is that I can speak and I want to just speak through my own family experience. Yeah. Um, you know, that when, when we look at really where is the stress point, where is the point, you know, the tipping point, you know, of our family and, you know, and the peace makes the total difference is our family's ability to communicate. And our willingness to communicate, our ability to communicate, and and I have to tell you, and this leads into the what the the second part of the question, which was where we're going with Ziegler family, is that here's what we're finding. Okay, my family has gone through multiple assessments to find out how we communicate. We've gone through the five love languages to understand our love language. We've gone through the DISC personality profile to find out the differences in our families. And man, Kevin. It is so – I get chills even thinking about it. We're all hardwired different. Yes, these kids had the same mom and dad, but God created them to be uniquely them. And their love language may not be my love language, and their personality profile may not be my personality profile, even though I'm their dad. And so you know, next thing you know, if you go up to a child that their love language is physical touch and you start talking to them and telling them and complimenting them, they can't hear anything you're saying. They don't hear you. What they need to hear is they need a hug. They need to see you come up and wrap your arms around them and give them a hug. Touch them. Put your hand on their shoulder. And if you've got a child that's love language is quality time, then you need to carve out some time and spend some time with them because a touch on the shoulder or a word of affirmation isn't going to cut it. And so learning and being disciplined to communicate, you know, we do it through family meetings. We're very intentional about communicating, but we also do it because we've taken the time to actually learn how we communicate best with each other. And, you know, and so, so I guess, you know, that's a little bit of the secret sauce. And as we go forward in Ziegler family, one of the coolest things we've got 
we're, we're developing a revolutionary based on um, one of Mr. Ziegler's time-tested, proven you know, um, strategies. We're developing an assessment tool for families that will help families assess where they're at right now, where they're strong at and where they're weak at, where they need to invest time into to create that balance and that healthiness inside their family. So that assessment tool is, man, it is lights out. It is one of the coolest things, one of the coolest projects I've ever been involved in. And I can't wait to put this out there with families because it's going to be a game changer. And that's just one little piece. That assessment tool is just one piece of what we're working on to help families get uh, you know, really understand where they're currently at and what they need to do to move forward and move the needle inside their family. I, I want in the beta test group for that. Can I, can I volunteer? <laughs> that's, you got it. That's significant. You know, in the recent show on marriage that I did with my wife, we talked about that. How great would it be to have a, an intake form, an assessment of your marital health? I mean, you could take that into all areas of your life, but man, I, I, I love the concept of that because I think, well, we don't know what we don't know. Um, and we're victims of it. Yeah. I don't think you can be in the beta test group. There wouldn't be room for anybody else. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, I got a few, I got a few folks on the family for sure. <laughs> um, it, it's interesting. You talk about that though, and doing like disc profiles and, and love languages that I am such a advocate of product of environment and yet having my kids and see them pop out so dramatically different, uh, it blew my mind. And then, yeah, it was daunting Mark realizing I can't parent each kid the same. I can't just like my spouse. I can't love them the way that I want to be loved because I'm going to knock it out of the park with one kid and totally miss the mark with the other. And it requires, yeah, back to your, your whole point, intentionality. Um, and you know what? Interestingly too, we did the uh, Facebook live I did with my wife and we asked about what are the, what are the foundational things that make a good marriage and ask people to do that. The number one thing that came across was also, as you said here, communication. Um, it seems as that rises to the cream of the crop for any relationship. Well, and, and one of the reasons why it's so relevant today is because we're not communicating. We think we're communicating, but you can't, you can't communicate emotion in a text, no matter how many emotions. I was going to say, use. come on, text doesn't and count. So, <laughs> you know, so the reality is, is that, you know, you, you've got to have that. I, I, I like to say parenting is a contact sport. It happens nose to nose on the field. You know, that's how parenting happens. And that's how good communications happens is looking them in their eye, communicating in their language, understand that they're wired different. Even though they're your child, they're wired different. Your wife is different. I mean, my wife and I were just having this conversation. You know, when she's having a bad day, her love language is physical touch. If I come home and start trying to fix everything that's gone wrong in her day, she, she throws her arms up and walks out of the room. And I'm like, what? I'm, I'm just trying to help. And all she really needs is a hug. And yet on the same token, if I'm having a bad day and she sees that I'm having a bad day and she comes up and gives me a hug, that's like my last on my list of my love language. It, it says nothing to me. Yet if we don't take the time to learn that, we just add fuel to the fire instead of calming it down, instead of making a difference. And so we need to do this with our spouses, with our kids, and really invest in understanding how we're each wired so that we can then communicate 
intentionally with each other. So we think we're communicating by emailing and texting or just talking, but are we, are we really communicating? Are we really communicating the way we need to hear and receive communication? And so that's a big thing. And that's, that's a little dive into what's coming is developing resources to help families assess where they're at, to help families communicate with each other, and then help families, you know, set goals, help families be intentional. All of that is in the works and in the development with Ziegler Family. And that's why getting involved early, signing up, getting involved in the closed Facebook group, you know, those people are going to see what's going to happen, you know, early on. I posted you and your wife in the closed Facebook group the other day. I, I saw, I commented on it, uh, maybe <laughs> just this morning. Okay, well, so I want to wrap up there with, with both of you by just asking some specifics. So folks, if you haven't gone there, we're, we're asking you go to Ziegler Family. Dot com On there, front and center, is the book Raising Positive Kids. You can get absolutely uh, free, a download, a, a PDF. Uh, by doing that, you'll give your email address, of course, so that Mark and Tom can be in communication with you ongoing. Uh, so tell them a little bit about what they're going to get via, you know, via the book. Obviously, they can see that, but uh, via email. And then, yeah, what's happening in the Facebook page? And then what are some general timelines on some of the new things that are coming? Sure. So here we go. You sign up, you know, you sign up at ZigglerFamily.com. You'll get an email from me. You'll also get the Raising Positive Kids in a Negative World ebook. And so that kind of gets you started. That gives you a little taste of some good, um, you, you shared a few things that are in there, just some good practical applications for your family. But that automatically makes you part of the extended Ziegler family so that when we are sharing, you know, messages to families, you'll be there and you'll get a part of that. And you'll also be one of the first groups that gets to see every tool and resource that we come out with. And so in about two months, we're actually developing a course for families. So in about two months, um, you know, some of that information will come out. But before that even comes out, probably one of the first things that we'll release is this assessment tool. And there won't be any cost to the assessment tool. This is just free. And so, you know, so that'll be one of the things that they'll be able to get when it's ready. And I would say it'll be ready in about six weeks um, to be released. And so so we're looking at about six to eight weeks out when you'll start seeing some of this coming out. And you'll be the first people to see it because you signed up. Now, if you are one of those people that want to know what's going on before it comes out, then you go to Facebook and you you search Ziegler Family in Facebook. You have to ask to join. It's a closed Facebook group everybody on this call i guarantee will will you'll you'll get in and so we'll let you in there and then you'll get to see you'll be part of actually the creation of these materials we actually do surveys on there we've shown our logos we've had them pick um, we've got some new resources we're developing that we'll get their feedback on so if you're one of those people that want to be in early the very first people that see it created right in front of your eyes if you want your dna to be part of what's being created that's where you go and so you know so you've got two entry points you can enter both places or whichever one suits you and fits you um, the very best. But basically, six to eight weeks out from some of these amazing resources. And then once we're out, then it's just a, a litany of things that will be coming out after that to help families. Because right now, as I said, families are under attack. They need a place that they can go. We're not in an era where we are lacking information. We're in an era where we're lacking information we can trust. And families need to be able to trust the information that they're searching for, that they're looking for. They need to be able to, to do that. And if there's one thing that I can say, um, everybody I've ever met that knew, heard of, or experienced Mr. Zig Ziglar, he was a man of character. 
He did what he said he was going to do. He told the truth, and he found the best in other people, and he was a trusted, trusted person that walked the face of this earth and respected. And so we're basing a lot of what we share with these families on that wisdom because it's so trusted and tested. Well, folks, I also want to draw you to, if you're not already there, I know this is the podcast audience, but the Ziggler, Zig Ziggler fan page, it has over 4 million fans there twice a week, I believe, Mark, at least you're on there doing Facebook live videos with your kids. Um, yeah. And I, and yeah, I, I, I want to say that yeah. uh, I've, I've kind of carved out Sunday evenings. I'm on there with my kids every Sunday evening because that's our family day. We really unplug and just focus on our family, and I want to share that. And so I, I always have one of my kids in, uh, on that Sunday. And then throughout the week, once or twice throughout the week, I try to get on there. But if they want to catch me, they can absolutely be uh, on there on a Sunday evening, and I'll be there. Well, and I got to say that, I mean, I've, I just started doing some of the uh, Facebook lives there on the Ziggler page. Uh, I know that, uh, Tom, you do a, a lot of them. Um, Michael does a lot of them, and Michael Newman does a lot of them as well. And the ones that you do with your kids, I see statistically get far more views than anything else. Obviously, you're hitting a nerve, and I think people appreciate it. I love the comments that your kids get from folks uh, especially, and it's just, it's a great, it's an incredible ministry. And I think it reaches people and I am, I'm excited to be a part Mark. Um, well, Hey, so Facebook go there, Zig Ziglar, you will uh, like the page. You'll see the live videos from Mark. And then of course, from the rest of the Ziglar team, but go to ZiglarFamily.com, get involved with Mark. You'll be hearing more about it. We'll be talking about it more here on the show. We'll have Mark on here consistently and uh, I am grateful, as always, to sit here and be a student of such great messages. My family needs you, Mark. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you and appreciate thanks, the brother. entire audience. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you in the next Ziggler's True Performance Show. Mm-hmm.